Welcome to Cocktails and Comics. Grab a drink and bring out your inner nerd and join your hosts, Steve, Alec, and Andy. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cocktails and Comics. Uh, this is weird for me to be introducing this. Of course, I'm here with my co-host, Alec. Alec, how are you doing today, bud? Uh, I'm doing fairly well. <clears throat> Had a wonderful weekend. Um, it feels like it's been nonstop, and in reality, I probably haven't done much, but... <laughs> It's, it's perfect. So, yeah, I mean, good yeah. days at work and good days uh, off, relaxing and hanging out with some peeps and just having a good time. So. Absolutely, I feel like this is the least amount we've seen each other this weekend. We hung out Friday. Well, yeah, we had, uh, we both had different things going on. <laughs> yeah. on the other days, but I was just thinking about that today. I was like, oh, yeah, I didn't see Alex Saturday or Sunday. That's weird. I was like, we hung out Friday for a little bit because I showed up late. And then all of a sudden I was like, Saturday, and you're like, yeah, I'm just not feeling it. And I was like, word, and then Sunday, and I was like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, word, sounds good. <laughs> so, But, you know, <clears throat> this is the perfect place to mention this. I mean, it, it is or was WrestleMania weekend. Yes. So for me, this was an exciting time. I got to show the uh, lady friend uh, some wrestling on Saturday. And uh, she enjoyed the show. Yeah. Kudos and shout out to the rapper that I don't listen to or like, but mad respect to Bad Bunny. Uh, he killed came it. back, huh? He killed it <laughs> on Saturday in his match. It was crazy. Yeah. Worth, worth a watch if you can find it. Shout out to that. Um, but yeah, it was WrestleMania weekend, so for me, yeah, it's the best <clears throat> weekend of the year. It's like, it's like the first Super Bowl, right? So. I mean, I definitely get that, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, we saw each other Friday, Saturday. I had a fun time of just kind of chilling around and then went to a uh, friend's house, played games. It rained. We were supposed to have a fire, but it rained all day. Mm -hmm. So then I, we did something I haven't done in forever, which was garage hangs. Ooh. So we sat in the garage and just, like, you know, drank beer, smoked cigarettes, talked around the circle. Uh, it was cool for Ethan to join. So Ethan was having a good time, got to meet Tim and Betsy. He was having a blast. Uh, and then we played some Jackbox at the end of the night, and it was uh, a fucking blast, man. Good. And uh was there later than I thought it was going to be, and then I was like, that's okay. But then Sunday I had to tear out carpet, rip up staples off the floor, and all that other good stuff. Yeah. So I am feeling it yeah. <laughs> very hard. <clears throat> but overall, good weekend. I'm glad to be around the table. Uh, it's good to be doing this. Uh, as you can probably tell, we're one short. Um just kind of quickly going around that was just uh, everybody has creative differences. Everybody has differences in life. Um, you know, it just moved a different direction. Uh, Alec and I are moving forward with cocktails and comics. Uh, probably going to be less, I would say. Yeah. Uh, just because, again, Steve was the mainstead of cocktails and comics and the nerd of everything. Um, but we still enjoy talking about our shows, everything like that. So I think we're gonna go down to like two days a month or two uh, two days during the month. So like every other week, release something. Uh, definitely want to keep following the shows that Disney Plus is bringing us. Uh, that obviously Marvel's bringing us, and keep following that track. Um, like I said, any anything you want to add to that? No, I mean <clears throat> uh, you said it all, and you said it pretty well. Yeah. But. So. It is what it is. We're moving forward. We're in a, a new spot and yeah, everything. Yeah, there. You know, it's, uh, there might be some noise again. Hopefully another year and a half, we'll have the full full studio. 
I know I've been saying that for a while, but it's actually in the near future. Uh, we'll have everything set up and it'll all be good. We'll be in a permanent spot. Um, I guess we'll mention it here as well. Uh, we do have another project coming up. Um, since Cocktails and Comics will be staying, nothing's off base. We'll kind of fizzle out. Uh, we will keep you guys in tune with that. We'll talk about it more on Nothing's Off Base. Uh, but Alec and I have another project coming up, which we're really excited about. Um, and then we're just going to move forward with that. We're going to get more shit out there. Uh, and again, just keep going, man. I mean, this is our favorite thing to do. Uh, we don't want to lose that. We don't want to lose listening base that we have. Um, but obviously want to be honest with everybody we have from uh, everything that goes on. So... Getting that out of the way, let's walk into Falcon and the Winter Soldier, dude. These last two episodes, three and four. They're really <clears throat> they're really pushing. Yeah. I mean, everything. Mm-hmm. It's there's no real pace to the show. When you no. really think about it. No. Because anything can happen at any time and it's a slowdown, it's a heartstring. <clears throat> then there's an explosion. Yeah. I don't you know, it, there's no I can't follow it. And I like, I'm always like, like, I enjoy the moments where you know you can get a breather. Yeah. Because something's going to fucking happen. Right. I feel like I'm constantly on my toes with this show. Correct. Yeah. Like, WandaVision wasn't that it wasn't intriguing or anything, but you're like, okay, I see where we're going. I see where the pace is. Uh, I'm enjoying this for that because it was very deep story. Where this one is a storyline, but you're like, what the fuck? And just mayhem. That's going on, but in the good way. In the right, because we sat here with week after week, theory after theory, as the rest of the world did. Yeah, um, what is going to happen next in WandaVision? Mm. What's going to happen? Who's showing up? Where could they go with this? <clears throat> Where's Vision? Whatever. This show has none of that from me. I mean, uh, not none of it. Not none of it. Not nearly yeah. as much as I have for WandaVision. Right, because. Again, I can almost not tell where they're going, what they're going to do. I think another thing, too, is that WandaVision, because we didn't expect, we didn't know what we were going to get with these shows at all. I mean, it was a, we're used to the movies where it's just fucking, you know, right on it immediately, where these shows are now building up to the movies. Uh, So I think with WandaVision, we all got kind of hit with reality that it's like, hey, this is story. This is just a storyline. And it's going to lead to something bigger. So, like, I think WandaVision, we had expectations up here. We're now where we finished that, and we're like, okay, it was great. And we know that it's leading somewhere. When Falcon and Winter Soldier started, I was like, all right, my expectations are here, in the middle. Because I know this is going to be, like, leading towards something bigger. And I think I've enjoyed this show more. Just because I don't have those high expectations of, like, is Mephisto coming? Are they, like, going to introduce the newest Big Bad? What's going on? You know... <clears throat> yeah, I I completely agree. It, it's yeah, I I agree. I don't know. I can't say that I you know didn't like either or, more or less. But yeah. again, it's we kind of got you know we we went dry for almost two years, right? So when WandaVision happened, yeah, the over excitement was there. Oh, definitely. everybody was overwhelmed with <gasps> it's new Marvel, right? And you picked a great couple. Everything, we definitely, two characters that people wanted to know more about. 100%. Because they had such a great side story throughout the movies. Right. 
So yeah, let's pick that up. Let's see where that goes. And obviously, it's Scarlet Witch. We can really see where something can go with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. So, again, what you said about the expectations, it's yes, I pumped the brakes on this one. Yeah. But not in a bad way. It's definitely nothing against against that. I I don't want to sit here and anticipate so much every week. I'm being able to watch it with like a clean... Clean eyes. <clears throat> Agreed. Not trying to look forward to something or look deeper meaning into it. Take what we have. Take it, you know, uh, the way it is and enjoy it. Like just And, and I enjoy being blown <clears throat> away now every Friday after work instead of having this thought process for eight hours at work, not knowing right. what the hell happened. <laughs> Finally get home and watch this 28-minute right. show and then be like, man. That was crazy, but not what I thought. I right. Like, I don't need that anymore. <laughs> I don't know why I did that to myself in the first place. Right. You know? Just need a show I can enjoy and just, in, you yeah, know, so it's nice every week like, have something fun. And Loki's coming out in two months, and I need to remember to do the same thing when that shows up. It's yeah. Just take it for what it is. Learn everything that they're going to teach you. Right. That. And, uh... That show's gonna be. I like. I unfortunately have high expectations. Not unfortunately, but I'm going to build that show up so hard in my head because I love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Like he's one of the best characters in the MCU, or one of the funnest characters to watch because he's so conniving and like you know a real piece of shit at times. He's smooth. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you're like I believe it. You know, charming and charismatic. Right. Even just like in Endgame or was that Infinity, Infinity War? Uh, when he's all like, "Yeah, Thanos, you know, uh, we're all we're all good, we're all fine," and then like, or makes the blade come in his arm because he's gonna try to kill himself, and you're just like, "Dude, he's fucking wild." Uh, and then of course gets his neck snapped <laughs> super hard, <laughs> super dead Loki. Like, oof. yeah, right. You're like, "Oh, okay, this is how we're doing it. Got it." Uh, but anyways, let's get into episode three. Um, I had a lot of fun with this episode. It was funny at very specific points, and we have a great one-minute video in the world of Zemo, which is fantastic, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But obviously starts out with, you know, uh, episode two, where episode two ended, which is we're going to break Zemo out of prison. Um, So Bucky, it's just Bucky and Zemo and them having their kind of like one-on-one with each other. And it's like he, even Zemo starts saying the words, uh, the Russian words that uh, turns Bucky into the Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. His Uh, trigger words. Right. And it was fun to watch uh, Bucky look at him and be like, that doesn't work anymore, man. Like, um, it was just cool to see like, oh, he's free. He's totally out of it. Yeah, he's fine. You know, he just has to live with the memories of what happened. But again, he now has full control over his own self. Uh, But as they're talking about uh, super soldiers and how much, again, Zemo hates super soldiers. So he's like, you know, we need your help because there's no other avenue to go down. Uh, And it's cool that whole montage about how Bucky tells him how he's going to escape the prison. So cool. Because what he's saying is like... Totally not matching up with what the scene is portraying. <laughs> and what he's saying, I'm sorry, it does match up, uh, but what he's saying is like beating around the bush of the real story that went right. down. 
fights starting here all the time. It's like, oh, but you're going to pass this guy a note that says he's going to kill you tonight. Yeah. Kill him first. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Sounds good. Fantastic. <laughs> That's why I'm here. Yeah, great. Great. Um, so, yeah, that whole scene's awesome. All of a sudden, Zemo escaping. Uh, and it was just funny. I laughed so hard when all of a sudden Bucky and Sam are in that warehouse just talking. And Sam's like, why the fuck are we here? What, what are we doing? And then all of a sudden, you just see a person walk out, and you're like, yep, there's Zemo. And he's like, all right, don't get mad, but <laughs> I already let him out. Uh, <laughs> so Zemo, again, already, like, and I like Zemo just because he, like, totally understands. He's like, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. You hate me. I get it. But, like, we got shit to do, Samuel. Like, let's move forward. <laughs> right. He, he's still arrogant and... yeah. Just his, I love his demeanor. I love his mannerisms. I love how he carries himself. The guy is a real piece of shit. A real piece of shit. And it's fantastic. Or he's a real piece of work, if you will. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And then all of a sudden, uh, Zemo leads him to his little warehouse. And what we didn't know was Zemo was very rich. He was a baron. And uh, obviously when Sokovia was destroyed by the, the Avengers... Uh, but he still has all of his money, all those fucking wicked cars oh uh, from, that like, that the garage. 30s and 40s, that dude. Was, amazing. was awesome. Like, oh, we're going to steal one of these now? Yeah. Like, these are mine. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> ah, got you. You were that rich? And he's like, I was a baron, dude. Yeah, of course. Uh, and it was cool to see that first flash of the purple mask that was in the yeah. backseat of the car and him just yeah. kind of looking at it and grabbing it. And you're like... Dude, I can't wait for him to put this on. It's going to be awesome. I know. Uh, It was was great. Uh, So then again, Zemo leading him to his private jet with his private butler and everything. Again, just made me laugh because when we saw Zemo, he just looked out like this wigged out, you know, Hydra follower. And now he's like this well put together, rich, barren man. Uh, who just has <laughs> planes waiting for him. I love the jacket. Yeah, the jacket's fantastic. With that fur, with that fur neckline, like, mm-hmm. all day. Dude. He looks all, fantastic. All day. And, and the knows, actor who plays him is great. Oh, I know. I, I don't really, I don't know that, I know I know him from other things. I just, he was uh, Private Zola from, or Zoller from uh, Inglorious Bastards, the sniper who stayed in the, like they made a movie about and that's the most notable role I remember him in was in Glorious Bastards. Because I know I've, he's just got one of those faces that I know yeah. has been everywhere. Yeah. But to pinpoint it, yeah. I'm, I'm lost. Yeah, my biggest one is in Glorious Bastards. He did a great job in that movie, too. Um, so, again, him reprising his role as Baron Zemo. It's fucking awesome. Oh, I love it. Um, and even that little scene that, again, made me laugh where he's like, if we still have food on the plane, you know, and he's like talking and Sokovian. And telling them, like, if it smells bad, give it to them, you know? Oh, that was public. great. That was <laughs> so they get to but have they their they look, like, laugh. so polite. Right. They're like... <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, fuck you guys. Uh, and then we get to the coolest city that's an MCU city, which is Madripoor. Yes. And I know you love Madripoor because... Well, uh, I, have, I have a couple of notes in front of me. Um... So it's a pretty grody area. It's it's thief and thug ridden. It's not a safe place. It's mm-hmm. very very dirty. As they described it, pirates. Basically, pirates took this over back in the you know eighteen hundreds. And law never became a thing. Correct. Yeah. So it's always just kind of been a pirates cove. Yeah. Um, called Madripoor. Uh, it's all the island in the Pacific. Um, there's high town and low town. 
So you can basically get what that means. <laughs> All the rich people are in Motown, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's it's it's a wonderful city because it plays a lot of importance in the X Men comic books, mm. and the fact that Marvel just put us in Madripoor. That means that means something. They're not yeah. just sticking us in the city to be like, oh no, it um, they would have wound up there anyway. <laughs> like uh, you're you're just letting us smell, right? A taste. We can, we can smell. <laughs> like, I can taste the mutants. I, can, I know I they're can, there. I can taste the mutants. <laughs> I'm literally be, beginning to be one of those sickos. Absolutely. <laughs> stick out my like my tongue like a snake in the air and just talk there around. Yeah. You know, and, and there's there's an untitled movie for 2022 in October, and you know now that people have said important people in Marvel have said that we're going to get these X Men sooner than we think yeah uh is really starting to turn my turn my head a little bit yeah i mean that's the biggest thing we've been waiting for is yeah and you know what mutants don't rush it right i don't i i need it yes i don't need it right now but we need to do it well which is why i don't care how long it takes right like give it to me yeah you, you made you use 10 years to tell the story if i gotta wait another couple of years for you to put out an x-men movie and you're you're just giving me little tidbits here and there mm. with this kind of stuff. That's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, Madripoor is also a known hangout area for uh, a character named Patch. Um, I'm who awesome. you might know him as Wolverine. Ah, uh, gotcha. Was his alias at Madripoor, and uh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. So he was he was out there outlawing it up for a while. Um, in the comics too, but it's a very oh, X-Men yeah. ridden city. So when I found that out, I, you know, it, yeah. gives, it gives you goosebumps. It does. It does. Cause I, again, want X-Men to show up at some point, obviously mutants at some point. Um, but I agree with you full heartedly. It's like, we have to do this correctly. You can't just toss them in to toss them in. Um, so as we move forward through the show, basically, you know, they land in Madripoor. They all have to play the part of what they are. Zemo, Zemo. <clears throat> uh, what do you call it? Sam was the smiling tiger. I thought that was funny. And then uh, Bucky, of course, being the winter soldier, having to pretend that he is still that person. Um, so I love that bar scene when they finally get into the bar and they're like, Zemo, you're not supposed to be here. Like, you're a piece of shit. You got problems with a power broker. Uh, and even just the writing on the walls and everything of, oh, the power broker's watching. You know, he's everywhere. He sees you, movement, everything. Mm -hmm. So, again, a, a dictator, basically, of that city. Um, and then it was just awesome to see Bucky in rare form, Winter Soldier form. When Zemo goes, Winter Soldier, attack, and just beats the living shit out of people. I mean, he fucked them. Yeah. And it was so much fun to watch him just be a badass again and him kind of go back into that role because the Winter Soldier, again, I, this is opening up another can of worms we have to go into, but I think that was one of the best Captain America movies there was. Hands uh, on one of the best Marvel movies. Correct. Yeah. I mean, all because of that character. He was fantastic. All because of that character. Yeah. And um, so it was, it was rad to see that. Again, everybody had phones out videotaping, so Bucky's already broken – uh, a part of his uh, plea deal, basically. Right. Uh, he's not supposed to hurt people. Uh, and 
the phones and videotaping will all make sense also in the next episode. So I like how they're using that, which is like real world, because that's what everyone would do. You would pull out your phone and videotape everything. Um, so literally, not only is the power broker watching, everybody's watching. Just like the next episode being called, the whole world is watching. Um, so I really like that concept that they're throwing in, is making the people a part of this. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, so again, they get pulled, you know, they, uh, make their point and they get pulled to see the power broker. I say that with air quotes because I don't believe that woman was the power broker whatsoever. No. I definitely believe it's someone bigger, uh, like a Mandarin type of big. Right. Um, but them having that whole meeting with her trying to find out who's making super serum, who was the last person to do it, blah, blah, um, and then there's just kind of that funny, tense moment when Sam gets that phone call, and it's from his sister. And so he's on the phone trying to talk tough to his sister, and I was laughing so hard. But he's like, yeah, bitch, what you want to do? Right, dude? Like, I was like, oh, like, my God. Ugh. I don't feel like she's going to take that well. I don't see that going over. She's like, would you put the Cheerios down? Like- <laughs> doesn't seem like a phone call smiling tiger. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden she calls him Sam, blowing his cover. Uh, So then obviously all hell breaks loose, and then that power broker lady gets shot through a window. I mean, like, instantly. Yeah. She's like, kill them, and then just gets blasted. Yeah. Which I believe was Sharon Carter. Also, we forgot to mention, Sharon Carter came into the show. There was a little bit of that, but she plays a bigger part sooner. Uh, but I believe there's more shady shit in her past. There's no way she's just in Madripoor being an art, you know, dealer. Like, she's she's into some shit and probably works for the problem. I was even trying to just pay attention to, like, <clears throat> and this may sound dumb, but it is noticeable. Yeah. Pay attention to this shit in movies. Is how she was dressed. Yeah. You know. Well-dressed. Right, but... The colors she was wearing, if any. Mm. Uh, and then just how the jacket looked and how everything else looked. It could look like a hero jacket or it could look like, like a villain a bad jacket. guy jacket. Yeah. It, it, these, these little things do, uh, you know, I can try to pick up on. I try to pick up on. Them. Yeah. Just because they could be laying hints out that you don't pick up, you know. But right. she seems, well, that's just obvious. She's not there just to do what she said she's doing. Right. Like, and I think that's even. Again, culminates more in the next episode. Oh, for sure. Uh, when she's on the phone with them and she's walking through a bunch of people with guns and like giving them head nods and stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, you're you're deeper into this." Uh, so that all happens, but they do find out that there is a scientist named Wilfred Nagel who made the power serum or superhero serum, or superpower serum. Which I believe I remember reading. Mm-hmm. This guy in the comics was a mad scientist who. Uh, I think it said it had something to do with turning that uh, Torres guy into the Falcon. I believe that's correct, because I vaguely because he, heard that, too. he emerges. I know I mentioned it on a couple episodes ago, um, but he merges, like, dude with Falcon, like, an actual Falcon gene. Right. And makes him Actually, half, no, half. Yeah. Um, which is a cool, like, he looks cool and everything, but... Um, yeah, so that's what Torres eventually becomes. So when they introduced this guy, I was like, oh, this is the fucking guy. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, he is just in a... Tr- yeah. Uh, you know, what do you, what do you call it? It's like a shipping yard. He was in a shipping container. Yeah. yeah. 
just or a few of them doing stuff. Just, <laughs> just making he was literally breaking bad super soldier serum. Yeah, is what he was doing. <laughs> just living his best just life. Living his life. best life. <laughs> Music is playing behind him, and he's just making blue stuff. Yeah. Um, and then just to that one moment that I I love that we love right now that happened just before that is basically Sharon Carter was like, hey. Come back to my place, you know, I'm an art dealer, blah, blah. Uh, enjoy the party while, you know, I'm getting everything set up. And we get to see Zemo dancing. And it was the best thing ever. Well, I like that they eased the tension with the scene of, like, all right, they're all in this club, and they mm-hmm. never really said spread out. Right. But then now we get, the music mm-hmm. gets louder. Okay, now we're in the club. We see people, <laughs> enjoy, we see people enjoying themselves and doing club things. Yeah. And then, yes, we get Zemo. Doing his little dance. Doing a little cutscene of him just enjoying the shit out of himself. Yeah. And then we now have the full cut of Zemo dancing. Yes, it was released, like, the next time. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, I laughed so hard, and I was like, again, it was fun to see that lighthearted moment of him, because he's been in jail for a uh, couple of years now, since Winter Soldier happened. Um, so him to be like, yeah, I'm free. I'm going to let loose. And obviously, you know, he's playing everybody, but he's doing as much as he can for them while playing, you know, to get himself out and do his own. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, so again, I like the conniving mind that he has and he's been a fun character. It's just, it's just enough to his advantage. Right. Where it's almost like he's not even, he's not even tiptoeing the line. Right. And it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. And even in the next episode, is a blast to watch him. Um, so, yeah, then also we get to the shipping containers. You know, they're talking with uh, Nagel. And Sharon's outside being like, you guys need to get out of there right now because there's all these bounty hunters coming. I wanted to mention that chick that gets shot. Um, her name, oh, yeah. Her name was Selby. Yes. And, again... Uh, her name is Selby. It's been used a few times in Marvel Comics. Uh, she's a member of the Mutant Liberation Front. It's a group that fought with the X-Men a few times. Uh, and she also appeared in issues of the Avengers and acquired hmm. powers uh, becoming Starbrand. So Interesting. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, just her name being Selby, it's like not an exact reference. But like a nod. I wanted to again bring that in. No, yeah. it's another slight X Men tickle, right? To like, just no, I, guess, I feel like Wandavision did that too. It was just that slight tickle of everything, just like how we thought Wandavision was playing towards Mephisto, which again could possibly be the case moving into the next movies. It, it could still happen. Yeah. So I, I also I like those nods that they're doing to two different characters and different issues basically mm-hmm. x-men you know wandavision uh, house of m i meant to say house of m um so i do like the nods to it <clears throat> but um yeah so they're in the shipping containers and dude sharon carter is a badass dude i never watched the agents of shields uh show yeah but i mean she's a carter so let's yeah. get real unfortunately in that show she's not in it but because um, that's more about Phil Coulson. Yeah. And where is she from? She was she was in the Captain America movies. She was Steve's love interest for a little bit because she's Peggy Carter's granddaughter. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. So right. she's part of the Carter family. Yeah. Then I yeah. knew. Okay. Yeah. 
So she, but she was in she Winter Soldier. MC, she's and, been in our MCU. Yeah. 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 Okay, because um, certified <laughs> badass. Yeah. Like, out of nowhere. Yeah. She kicked everyone's ass. <laughs> like, and she murdered a lot of people. <laughs> she definitely killed quite a few people. Yeah. And that's another thing in this show. There's a lot of murder. And you get to see, like, blood splatter. Yeah. Like, when Selby got shot through her chest. Yeah. You saw it. Yeah. It just kind of exploded. Just wait till next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was shocked. Next episode, I'm shocked of how they did Oh, my job was oh, yeah. to the floor. Yeah. So, Sharon Carter, badass, Sha-Wing. Sha-Wing. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, all of a sudden, Zemo finds a gun because no one's watching him, blows Nagel's head off because he doesn't want super serum being made anymore. Um, and then at that moment, someone shoots a rock, a bounty hunter shoots a rocket launcher into Dude, the ship. Dude, I jumped. I know. Because it just did not yeah. see that coming. Yeah. So again, we get that whole scene of them trying to get out. You know, Zemo kind of dips out and you're like, oh, is he just leaving the scene? What's going on? And then we got the thing that still gives me goosebumps when he fucking puts on that mask and just like rubs his hands down his face. Just because he's like, this is my form. This is my truest form. Mm-hmm. And just takes out that pistol and blows up that fucking gas container. That, dude, him on top of that oh. container just looking down. Oh. And just one shot with the pistol. Awesome. Oh, my God. It was so fucking cool. So cool. So fucking cool. And then for him to come around, it would look like a Chevelle or else a Mustang. Just pulls around. He's like, do you guys want to get in? And we go fight. He's not French, but, you know, <laughs> he's like, let's go. Uh, and then they leave. I was like, dude, this guy just has everything planned out. I just, I don't understand how he's this smart and knows every move before it's made, basically. Yeah, it's like you've only been out of jail for how long? Don't tell me that you've already gotten connections out yeah, there. Right. Like, you people know, your people know yeah. that you're out there and now they're doing whatever you need. Right. As quietly as quiet can be. Right. And he does, does, you know, eventually end up in a team. Right. Which this could be leading towards. Correct. Yeah. Boss Ross could pick him up. Because I'm definitely feeling that I kind of know the two out of the three MCU projects that this is leading to. Yeah. And we'll get to the... With the end of this episode, we'll we'll get to the the second one. Yeah. No, I... uh... I think it's in the fun direction this is all going, and I, again, Zemo's character has a bigger part to play in all of this. Um, So then coming up to the end of the episode, basically, they get away. Uh, All of a sudden, they're staying in a hotel. You know, they told Sharon, like, hey, we'll work to get your freedom back, everything. Uh, Just, you know, give us time. We're trying to work this out. Uh, So all of a sudden, they show up at the hotel at the end of the day. Uh, Sam and uh, Zemo are going inside, and Bucky goes, hey, I'll I'll meet you in there. I'm going to go take a walk. And you're already like, that's kind of weird. And then all of a sudden they go inside and Bucky picks up a little, little circle sphere, metal sphere. And you're like, I didn't know what this was. A lot of people did just because I'm not familiar. I had no idea what they were. They were like, because he heard the, he heard something. Right. We didn't hear it when they were on the sidewalk. Right. But then he started walking and you hear this beeping. Yeah. And, you know, looking back, you're like, oh, the tracker. Right. But when he was picking this up, I was like, who in the fuck. Right. Uh, I, a lot of other people obviously knew what this was because it's part of the comics and everything. 
but people like us had no idea, which made the surprise so much cooler. Because mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Bucky goes into this alleyway and goes, I was wondering when you would show up. And you get an awesome pan around to fucking A.O. from Wakanda. And I was like, we're bringing Wakanda into this fucking show, yeah. dude? Yeah. Like, the White Wolf, they've been and they've been building towards this. Because there's always been the mention of the White Wolf, Wakanda, everything. Didn't think anyone from Wakanda I thought they were just nodding up. to these things. Right. Mentioning it to make sure it was relevant still. Right. remembered. Right. Why he's, why, why they picked Winter Soldier as a relevant character for their TV show in the first right. place. Yeah. And then they just do this to us. And then you get A.O. from Wakanda coming up. Basically, she was right under, um, oh my God, I can't think of her name right now. Uh, but Zari and everybody over there and uh, uh, King T'Challa, everything. Uh, so she's like a second in command over there. Uh, and basically they hate Zemo because they ki- killed uh, King T'Chaka, which was uh, Chadwick Boson's or King T'Challa's dad uh, back in Winter Soldier. Okay. So, um, so that's why Wakanda wants him and wants him dead and, you know, sent to court basically. Wakanda court, which I'm guessing is murder. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing the trial's not yeah. that fair. Yeah, I'm going to guess they probably kill him. They're going to be like, hey, uh, you killed our guy. And he's yeah. going to be like, no, I didn't. <laughs> okay. Well, you did. <laughs> so now you die. So you're going to get killed right now. Yeah. Um, which all is just, it's interesting because obviously Zemo had control over Bucky uh, when all that happened. But I mean, Bucky's the one that killed T'Chaka. Back in Winter Soldier by blowing him up and everything, so um, or Civil War, I think that was. Um, yeah, it was one of the two. I can't remember offhand. But it's one of those two movies that uh, they blow up. Oh, yeah, it was Winter Soldier. They blew up King T'Chaka. So um, wild, just fucking wild episode. And an ending on a cliffhanger like that, I was like, "What the fuck, man? <laughs> How are you doing this to me?" They're actually pretty consistent thus far of ending on awesome cliffhangers. Yeah. Every single episode would be like, ah, yeah, yeah. It's been so much fun. And again, this now we're going into probably my favorite episode so far, uh, just because of the way it ended was brutal. Uh, The fight scenes were awesome, but let's jump into because then we can talk about it. Uh, So this one, episode four, the whole world is watching. Again, I think this was the perfect title for this episode, uh, all because of what happens at the end and. this one blew my mind. So basically pick off right where we left off, which is A.O. and Barnes, you know, Bucky uh, talking in the alleyway, saying, like, you have eight hours to bring them to me. Uh, actually, we started the episode with Bucky and Wakanda. Yeah. And I almost forgot did. about that. And that's huge. Yeah. Uh, while he's, you know, they're basically in the furthest away from people possible. Uh, and you just see Bucky, like, you know, if you're going to do this, she's like, you're not going to hurt anybody. Trust me. Uh, and she says the, all the words, you know, to, to turn him into He's the Winter just Soldier. breaking down. Yeah. And then finally, after she finishes the fa- the last word and nothing happened, she tells him he's free. And watching him cry and just break down. I mean, he was weeping. Dude. Fan- Sebastian Stan, give him a fucking Oscar. Because oh, shit, man. There was even that moment where all of a sudden she says you're free and he has to look at her and, like, stares at her. And she goes, you're free. Just so, like, it came to his head. Like, he actually, like, it meant it. Uh, and just watch him break down was incredible. It was incredible acting. And such a, a scene from a character 
you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have saw it coming right. a long time ago. Right. Even recently, you wouldn't have seen that. Right. So I think it was so well done. And it was cool to see the past. It was cool to see Bucky and how he had to deal with that. I mean, we've always known that's in his head, obviously, like in Civil War. Right. Himself. Absolutely. I mean, we saw a little bit in Civil War and Winter Soldier, but, like, to get that of, like, what was happening, you know, when he went to Wakanda and now... And seeing how he was working on himself and became that person mm-hmm. and free was awesome. I thought it was really well done. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, basically, she's like, you have eight hours. Give me Zemo. You know, and that's it. And he's like, all right, well, he's a means to an end, blah, blah. So, uh, obviously, they're like, hey, we got to move pretty fast. Bucky tells Sam and Zemo right away, Wakanda's here. They're here to get you. So, we got some time. We got to move forward. Uh, so, right away, they go and they're trying to find... Um, uh, Mother Megathal, I think her name was. Um, so basically the woman who died a couple, or last, last episode. Uh, there's a weird thing in this show, so I've been reading about it. Mm-hmm. So the Winter Soldier had, or this show had a different storyline where that woman was going to be more present and more of a character. Mm-hmm. But because of coronavirus, they had to change the storyline a little bit. Oh. Uh, so everyone's believing, like, everyone thinks, you know, like, they must have had some kind of virus storyline. Obviously, kind of touchy. So they had to kind of change. That's why there's a lot of shots, of which I just noticed because someone brought it up to me. They're like, when someone says something, there's a lot of reaction shots. And they're like, usually you would focus on the person who's talking. Uh, and then get the reaction. But they're like, there had to be voiceovers and everything because they had to change this storyline of this virus to just, we need to kill Captain America. So that's why some of it seems weird. And now that people brought it up to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, now that makes sense. Um, so that's why you don't know a lot about this mother Megathal person, uh, just because that was a whole part of a different storyline that they can't use anymore. Um so basically, Carly and the Flag Smashers want to pay their respects to this woman who is a mother to them, uh, and Zemo, Sam, and Bucky want to find out where she is or when this is happening. So uh, I like that whole scene where all of a sudden they go into that apartment complex, and they're all like, hey, let's split up, you know, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, Sam's walking through every corridor like, hey, do you know? And people are just walking out and like, you know. Like clearing. Just out of there. Not even, don't want anything to do with you. Not looking at anything. Like, like they'd be in trouble. That's what the, my first thought was like. Something like they're going to get in such trouble if they're seen yeah. talking to other people. Yeah. Say, or making contact with anybody. Like, Right. If it's nobody you know or somebody you don't know. Right. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Um, and then all of a sudden Sam runs into that teacher who explains why this is happening and why he's untrusted is because, again, we get a lot of these talking points of when the blip happened and for that five years, there were no borders. There were everybody was helping everyone. And I guess the way you could kind of relate it is 9-11. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, when 9-11 happened, it didn't matter any like what color you were, what religion, blah, blah. It was you're an American. We all need to help each other. Uh, and that's how they portray it as the blip was, where you lost 50% of people, everyone was trying to help each other, there was no hate, there was nothing, and then as soon as everyone came back, it was like, alright, back to normal, everybody fucking hate everybody, borders everything. Um, so again, I, I like the way Marvel does it, is where like, you have a villain, or a 
a group that you're supposed to disagree with, but you're kind of like, I kind of get it. Oh, yeah. Definitely saw something online today, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. You, you know? know? Like, you're like, oh, they're they're stealing stuff, but, like, they're helping out everybody else. Right. And they're doing things that the people in power aren't doing, and, like, why? I don't see why they're the bad guys. And right. The next thing in there was, like that group then nonsensically blows up a fucking apartment building. And you're like, see, and that's where they get That's you. where it's, yeah. That's where they get yeah. you. Yeah. Like, yeah. You didn't need to do that. <laughs> you didn't need to kill people. Like, you know? 11 injured and three dead. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but again, the teacher explains like, hey, you know, uh, we know that we're supposed to get help and ne- help never came. So why trust anybody? Uh, so Sam was like, yep, I know I'm not going to get any info out of here. Uh, Bucky again got nothing, but then all of a sudden Zemo has that moment where he starts walking towards the children, uh, and all of a sudden sits down. And he's singing uh, uh, a nursery rhyme. I can't remember. Or Baba Black Sheep. That's what he's singing. He's walking up to these kids, and a creepy, chilling thing. That was like creepy and chilling to me a little bit because you're like, mm, there's something shady here. And uh, all of a sudden sits down and says that line of Turkish delights, the irresistible. You know, and, and feeds the children. He's like, hey, where's this wake happening? Uh, and she tells him, and then all of a sudden he's like, hey, those men back there are bad men. Don't tell them anything. So, again, I was like, is this leading somewhere? Like, are the kids going to... I was like, uh, you, when you said those men, obviously over your shoulder was Bucky and Sam. And right. I'm like, don't say they're bad <laughs> men. Like, I don't know if these fucking kids are like little secret ninja clan fucking right runty little bastards right you know street rat type kids that right. know how to sneak around and stuff like, right. i don't need to see that shit <laughs> so i you know and then i was like uh maybe he's just i don't know saying that to the children so like they don't give any information to them right you know and i think that's probably where it was going because later on in the apartment he's like i'm not telling you anything because now i have leverage um but again, it was just kind of a weird moment. You're like, I feel like these kids are going to be back to do something. Um, but, you know, they find out where the, you know, where the wake is going to be. And they go back to the hotel, have that whole conversation of Zemo being like, I know where it is, but I'm not going to tell you at this moment because I have leverage. Uh, and then at that moment, John Walker comes in with uh, Lamar Hoskins and saying how Zemo. Like, you can call him by his superhero name. Yes. Yeah, I totally want to. Uh, not Captain America, U.S. agent, which he will become. No, I meant uh, Hoskins. Oh, Battlestar. Dead star. <laughs> Don't I blow the surprise? So I call him Brown Star. <laughs> so uh, again, that whole moment of you know him. Again, I've I've enjoyed the acting by uh, Kurt Russell's kid, which uh, Riot. Wyatt Russell, who plays uh, fucking John Walker. I just found out that that was Kurt Russell's kid. Yeah. I, and I was like, that's amazing. Pretty sure I told you that. Did you? Okay. I was, I was like, that's weird that that's Kurt Russell's kid. He looks gay with the helmet on, but like... It's terrible. Otherwise, he looks like a normal guy, like a handsome right. fellow, right. you know? But the helmet looks, he looked terrible. Uh, so he comes in basically saying, like, we need to work together. Like, we're working together. Not we need to. We're working together and... Uh, I need to find Carly. I need to bring her in. Yeah, he kind of came in like if, you know, the detectives of a city almost had a case 
cracked him going. Right. And then the FBI would come in the door and be like, ah, it's our, <laughs> right. it's our jurisdiction now, right. so, you know, you could either give us the whole thing or work with us. Or we're taking it. <laughs> yeah. Or we're out. Yeah. And that's kind of like... A lot of, a lot of heat. He kicked the door in and said, yeah. all right, this is mine now. Like, that's... Yeah. And just as fucking the Wakandans come in, I forgot their Dormelage. The Dormelage come in, and you're like, oh, fuck, dude, this is wild. And how patronizing John Walker is to them. They're one of the toughest, strongest elite forces <laughs> on Earth, basically. And he's all like, all right, kids, you know, all you with your bald heads, <laughs> just, you know. And I was like, oh, he's going to get his ass kicked. I was like, this is fantastic. And uh, it was so much fun to watch the Dormelage, John Walker, and then Sam and Bucky, like, all fighting differently. Where John Walker's trying to fuck them up. Uh, the Dormelage is fucking people up. And Bucky and Sam are like, can we just not kill anybody, please? <laughs> like, yeah. can we please not They're hurt people hard? people up in a way of, like, stop the fighting. You're right. Or saving people from dying because... The Dormelage? Yeah, Dormelage. Uh, were looking to stab people. Oh, they were looking uh, for death. Violently. Yeah. With their spears. Yeah. I mean, every... And, you know, you know they're fighting vibranium with vibranium. Right. But it kind of says to you, like, well, then vibranium can probably destroy vibranium. And yeah. I feel like there was one good stab that she got in there where she stabbed the shield. Yeah. And, like the tip like went in yeah just the smallest part of it yeah because it it kind of looked like it got stuck there right you know could just be me seeing something but i was like i mean i don't like, think it's... i'm like well with the amount of what got me is like the amount of force that, that would have to take and right she came crashing down on that and like <laughs> yeah bye bye birdie so basically and then another favorite part of zemo is here where he's just kind of watching everything happen and just kind of, like, backs his way out of everything and just closes the bathroom doors uh, to make his escape, you know? And, uh, again, fantastic acting by him just watching everybody, just fighting. And then yeah, just being like before that, he's standing in a corner with his drink, literally yeah. just watching all this happen. And he's just as calm as, like, it, like it wasn't happening. <laughs> right, right. And then he's like, all right, I think it's time. I've seen enough. And leaves. <laughs> right. Uh, again, and all of a sudden, so obviously, Dormelage win uh, and realize Zemo's gone, so they have to leave. Uh, and I loved fucking, uh, uh, again, Walker's line of they weren't even super soldiers. To realize how useless he is as Captain America. He got his ass kicked. By an elite squad of normal people. And that's it. <laughs> Well-trained normal There's people. literally nothing special about any of them, except if you are worthy of the Black Panther. Right. They're just trained they're elite just, force. They're just... Yep, about it. They're human in a trained elite force. That whooped his ass. <laughs> they're basically like gods yeah. on Earth. Yeah. And they're human. Right. Gods, yeah. So again, we move forward. All of a sudden, um, we're going to meet. Um, did I miss a whole part? 
Or no, they so they're going to get to uh, obviously where the wake's happening. Moving forward with that, uh, let's see, Humiliate Walker. Because I feel like I just missed a part in there. Whatever happened. Kazemo takes him to the wake, doesn't he? Yeah, and Sam goes in alone. Oh, yeah, that's right. So then all of a sudden, uh, yeah, trying to move forward. Sorry, because we are running out of time. But basically, Carly threatens Sam's sister because uh, she wants to meet with Sam. They have a couple speaking roles back and forth with each other. Um, and again, Sam... I'm trying to think of the right word, but understanding where Carly and the Flag Smashers are coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, and being like, hey, you know, we're not against you or anything like that. I'm just trying to help you. Uh, while all of a sudden, John Walker is... Literally kicks the door. Right. You know, not giving Sam the time he's supposed to have, you know. Handcuffs the Winter Soldier. Right. Which, like, oh, let's handcuff the... Yeah. Super Soldier. And, uh... So all of a sudden, he busts in, literally fucks everything up, and Carly's like, yep, you were just doing this to fuck with me. Fight ensues. Obviously, again, Carly escaping. Um, And then all of a sudden, uh, because that was the first fight scene, and then all of a sudden, towards the end here, that's where we're coming up, uh, where all of a sudden, Carly does threaten Sarah, Sam's sister, uh, and then that's when Sam and Carly meet alone, or with Bucky. Uh, him in his full winter, his full Falcon suit. Right. Um, to discuss, like, hey, and she's like, no, I think you are a good person and you want the right things, but, like, you work for John Walker, everything like that. And he's like, I don't fucking work for him. Like, we're not, we're not like that. Where, again, Walker fucks up everything, comes in, uh, trying to hunt down Carly. Guns a-blazing. Guns a-blazing. And uh, all of a sudden you realize there's something weird with John because he throws his shield and it sticks into the wall. And you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's what I forgot. He did get one vial of superhero or super super soldier serum. Yeah, because it was all... Uh, yeah, it was getting smashed the by... Floor and getting smashed. By Zemo. Um, Which was awesome. It was a great it. scene. I loved it. Yeah. Was when he was just... the dude's face in. Yeah. And uh, so obviously John definitely took the, the serum... Uh, now is a super soldier, and you can see him kind of losing it. Uh, Hoskins was taken hostage, you know. He gets out of where he is. They're all trying to find him, trying to take down Carly and the Flag Smashers. Uh, it was kind of a clusterfuck. It was. It was. It was, like, was. There was That's so why I was trying to keep everything straight, because there was so much happening. There was so much happening. And that and last that, 10 minutes was wild. Like, seriously, yeah. dude. Again, where the show, you don't know the pace. There was right. so much, oh my God, and then like, home and, and leading up to this and then at the end they're like mm, mother load yeah and um so then all of a sudden hoskins shows up everybody's fighting in one room uh and all of a sudden hoskins finally shows up to stop or he's about to stab one of the flag smashers when all of a sudden carly basically rams into him throws him into a column and uh ending up killing him uh killing battlestar at that moment and that's when you're like, yep, Walker's going to fucking lose it right here. And, I mean, the whole room stopped fighting and just, like, watched that they're like, oh, fuck, we just killed an icon of America right now, basically. Um, so then all of a sudden Carly and Nico was her partner escape while all of a sudden John Walker's realizing that his best friend is dead. 
and then jumps out the window and does that superhero landing. Super cool. super villain landing. Cool. Uh, and chases Nico down. And again, this in scene a, blew my mind. In a city square. Yeah. Everyone watching, everybody's phones like out. One of those, uh, the foreign roundabouts are way better than American roundabouts. Yeah. Because they're beautiful brick and there's usually steps and a statue, benches right. in the middle, possibly. I mean, they're nice. Yeah. Just being a circle street. Right. <laughs> in the middle of something. Right. So basically, <laughs> basically a, a, you know, like a town square yeah. is what the setting was. Right. And um, highly trafficked, as you can see, all these people Correct. videotaping. Uh, while Nico's putting up his arms like, hey, you know, you got me. And John Walker taking the shield, a thing we've loved for 10 years, uh, and basically cutting it in a half. Grabbing, uh, grabbing the shield by the sides, by the edges of the widest part of the shield and come crashing down with the bottom edge into this man's... We can only... Suspect his face, skull, neck area. Yeah. And at some point, John Walker was finally pleased after like six or seven minutes. Yeah. So, because I think the decapitation would have happened immediately. I think he went for damage. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Which is why we were not allowed to see anything. But I think uh, the last scene spoke volumes, which was John Walker putting that shield back on. And you just get a full shot of him with blood all over that front of that shield. Which, again, is a really cool image, but not for what the fuck led to that image. Right. And also, again, the way the show's been going, the blood violence and just the maniac that John Walker is. And it's going to become. Because, I mean, if this follows the comics at all, he's murdered a lot of people. <laughs> like, that's what he does. Uh, for this to happen, everybody's watching. It's going to be intriguing to see how the government's like, all right, how do we deal with this now? Like, you took serum. You're and a they super don't know soldier. This. Right. But, like, probably going to find out pretty quick. Yep. And you murdered on foreign soil in front of a lot of people. And it's all on camera. And with how this show's been going, Episode 5 coming up could start us right there in that street. Right. And then, like, is there an explanation? Does he just get the fuck out of there? Does he say everything's fine? I'm Captain America. What happens? This is on the cusp of the boys. (laughs) Like, that's how I felt. It's getting... I was like, this reminded me of an episode of the boys. Just mayhem. Yeah. Yeah, uh, from the last one where Homelander is actually seen being violent in front of, killed somebody in front of the public. Right. And they had a panic situation over it. And it's like, now we have that with Captain fucking America. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So I'm very excited to hear these next two episodes. I don't know how it's going to end. So we're supposed to get a cameo in episode five. Oh. Of a new MCU character. Ooh. Nobody we've seen before. Hmm. I'm intrigued. And my buddy at work was like, yeah, it's probably going to be one of those characters that 
showed up in Marvel Comics in like three issues and really didn't <laughs> and I was like shut up you're ruining everything I'm like it's just Paul Bettany again <laughs> he has a different vision <laughs> he's just a different guy altogether yeah yeah he's like hey <laughs> I'm tall for you <laughs> fuck yeah no I, I yeah, so there's that to look forward to on Friday and uh it's looking legit like the can- like this cameo is actually going to happen. And, yeah. You know, they they <laughs> they dropped one on us. They dropped a pretty good one on us in um in WandaVision. So yeah. they're most likely gonna give us one here and we're most likely gonna get one in Loki because yeah. that's what Marvel does. Right. So I'm super excited for these next two episodes, man. I can't wait to discuss them, talk the finale. Uh I look forward to all of it. So me too, man. Especially because we never got to this, but the uh, the three MCU projects is oh, leading yes. to uh, one. Huh, I don't know anymore now that dude's fucking dead. Uh, but the new Avengers or the Young Avengers. Ah, yes. Um, that's kind of squashed, dude. Yeah. Now that he's gone. Right, Battlestar's gone. <laughs> Very dead. My bad. Sorry, Austin. <laughs> uh, and then, um, and then, Black Panther too. Right. Which, I'm, that's a whole nother conversation of how they're going to go that way because of, again, RIP Chadwick Boseman. Right. Um, but again, I'm excited for it because I'm intrigued to see the direction they're going. To well, I mean, putting Wakanda in here and, I don't know, chasing down Zemo and stuff, like, there's, they're setting up a bigger picture. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, they, with, three, with three projects kind of coming out of this, again... Now one's kind of squashed, but one's looking promising-ish. Right. So, I don't know. It just that's probably the highest expectation or the coolest thing that's coming out of the show thus far for me. Yeah, like definitely. Three projects out of six episodes. Right. <laughs> Easy. I Hold my balls. I only have one heart. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. I was gonna say I only have one penis, but. <laughs> Same. <I> mean, <laughs> Well, brother, thank you for sitting with me. I can't wait to talk more about these shows and uh, get more info out there. So uh, other than that, we will see you guys next time. And uh, we'll keep you updated on the, you know, the show releases and everything and how we're moving forward. So appreciate you guys. And uh, we'll see you next time. Take care. We'd love to get your feedback. Please contact Cocktails and Comics at cocktailsncomics at gmail.com. That's all lowercase, C-O-C-K-T-A-I-L-S-N-C-O-M-I-C-S at gmail.com. Also, catch us on Spotify and iTunes, along with our other podcast, Nothing's Off Base.